Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Tatro Radio. This is Joseph from Team Tatro, and today we have another clip from the call-in show that was kind of all based around motivation. So Nick takes this caller's questions and talks about how he maintains his motivation to make music, and also about how to approach making music kind of as a beginner. But before I let you guys hear the question, I just want to remind you that Tatro's latest sample pack, Haze, is out now. If you become a member at the VIP tier or higher, you can get it for free. The link will also be in the description down below if you don't want to become a member and you just want to pay for the sample pack. But if you do become a member at any tier, then you can get your music reviewed by Tatro every month during his track review streams, which happen on the second and fourth Saturday of every month. So check out all the rest of the perks of becoming a member. But let's just get into the question. faithful uh this is garbage kind of comes around of and i'm like yeah the sounds the, the sounds and vibes i was chasing like i just the next week i just for some reason just don't feel the same way and that like, yeah it, it gets me so down and i'm like what what do i do like i'm so stuck like is this garbage or am i just am i just weird and changing from week to week because the next week i might come back and love it right <laughs> For sure. Like, but if you understand, you when you, go ahead. What do you do when you're faced with those, like, in the moment, you know, judgments? Yeah, I think it's a few things. First of all, not to say that your beat is garbage. I haven't heard it, but it could very well. <laughs> it could be garbage. There's always that possibility. You always have that in our heads. Um, and if we start at sort of that extreme, like, maybe this is garbage or like I'm talking about like me making my my own beat like maybe right, this right. is garbage if i wake up one day and i'm like this is garbage but then if we go to that extreme and we start to like have second thoughts or like tell ourselves not to be so dramatic and try to look at it a little bit more objectively we can pull back and maybe start to dissect what even led led our brains down that path you know mm. like are there little technical things that could be fixed that are just triggering that impulse in your brain to say it's garbage that can be fixed and I even see Richard Bowen in the chat that says, take a walk. Yeah, there's that element too. It's like if I'm making something and I feel like it's objectively like pretty good, but I'm just not feeling it in the moment, I have to walk away from it. Walking away, time away, not listening, um, and then coming back to it fresh will also help identify some of those things faster. Like, oh, it's that melody that's super annoying that I need to change, or it's that sound that I need to switch. Um yeah, that's one now, of the I things. Feel, Go ahead. I, I feel like, okay, so, um, and that and that's a very good point, take a walk. I love to take, like, a break and just say, okay, it just ain't happening. Don't try to force it, otherwise you're not going to have fun. I do take the walk. I do, like, hardcore listening things to try to get, like, motivated, like, oh, this song has totally got me inspired. Sure. But I feel like my proverbial walks take a little bit too long. Like, when do I, when do I come home and, 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 you know what I mean? Like, in my brain, when do I come back? And then, like, when do you start to feel, uh, uh, you know, the vibe again? Like, well, I don't know. here's the thing. Sometimes the vibe can disappear and, and it can never come back. Sometimes. I say that's probably rarely. But if you've seen what mm -hmm. I was doing, what I've been doing for this year, which is like reviewing all the music that I've made within a month 
and then putting it into a fold, like really separating it and saying, this stuff is going in the good stuff folder and this is the stuff that I'm going to revisit when it's time to finish. And all this other stuff is just extra. I'm never going to revisit this, most likely. 99.9% I'm not going to visit revisit. And that comes from two things. It comes from the sheer amount of like... When you, have, when you get to the end of the month and you have maybe 20 or 30 pieces that you've worked on, that's a lot to pull from. So you can pull yeah. even 10 from that, and that's a, that's a win. Um, but then... That's like an album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And But they might not all go together. They might all be different genres, like for mm-hmm. me at least. Um, so like there's that. There's like sheer like quantity because when you're throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall to see what sticks, like the more you throw at the wall, the more you have a chance of something sticking, you know? So, but getting hung up on one track, like you never want to get into that uh, brain mm-hmm. space either. Like that that can also be part of the problem. Like if I'm not feeling something, it's on to the next one. You see me do it on streams. Like if I start a beat and it's a fine four bar loop, but I'm oh, yeah. not really feeling it, then I jump and I make something else and maybe end up with a full arrangement. Um, but I never, because I think it comes from the idea that like, we have a limited amount of music in our brains, which we really don't. We have an unlimited amount of creative ideas in music in our brains. It's just going right. to take time to get it all out. So sometimes we get precious about the one thing that we're working on because we act like it's like every little thing that comes out of our brain is precious or it's a limited quantity. So we have to finish that one. But that's not the case. Like you'll have more stuff the next day. So if you were working on that drum and bass tune and you're waking up and you're dreading working on it, there's no shame in just jumping to something else. And you know what jumping to something else can do is you can make something, start making something and either say, this is dope. I'm glad I started something new and went into this direction because now I'm really feeling this. Or you're going to say, no, this isn't living it, living up to what I was working on before. Let me jump back to that other project. And right. suddenly you have this kind of like backdoor motivation into getting into the, um, the, the old track again, you know? What about like the will? What about like separating the the motivation and the will? Like, say, let's say, like, because I don't want to beat a dead horse on a track. You totally. Know, but I also want to say, no, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. But at some point, you're like, oh, this track is just not fun, man. <laughs> so you 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 know, like, at what point am I um, giving it up or giving up too easy, or or am I, you know, actually just being smart and saying okay let's just put that to the side and move on like well it's crazy because like some i never really have the thought of like man this track if i ever have the thought of like man this track is just not fun or i just like don't like this track i just immediately move on like that's not to me it's not necessarily a discipline thing but you might have to be careful because if that's happening like a lot you might be like suffering from that skill gap of like, like exactly your skills aren't quite living up to what your vision is and you might have to go into like heavy skill building for a bit and not necessarily um, focus on making stuff because if your skills aren't living up to your vision and you need to get those to match closer which is a constant battle anyway um, then you're going to keep hitting that wall you know for some of the music I make I know I'm always still skill building but for a lot of the music I make I basically have the skill set to do it right now so I know if I do hit that wall of like man this track isn't fun this track is whatever it's probably not my skill set and I can really really identify if it is so you should really try to be objective with yourself like does this track sound bad because I just don't have the skills to execute it? Like, what am I missing? Or do I just not like this track? And then it's just, right, just right. move on because the, at the end of the day, this is not worth it. Like, 
unless you're doing it for work, unless you're like, oh, I have to write this drum and bass track for this movie score or something like that. And it's like, that's work. Okay. You need the discipline to do that. And it's easier to find that if you're saying it's work. But if we're just home studio music producers sitting around making music, we should be spending zero time making music that we don't love and that we don't want to make. You know, we should be just spending 100% of our time trying to find that sound and that music. And sometimes it comes down to honing your sound as well. Like I've spent a lot of the time over the past year, like honing this like specific lo-fi sound that I've been trying to achieve. And that's also like just being in that box kind of helped too, because it, it doesn't allow me to, it gives me that limitation to say like, these are the confines I'm working in, even though I leave room to like go beyond that if I want to, or even if I jump to another genre, I want to make a banging pop tune today. I'm very deliberate about that. Like, okay, what are the limitations of that genre or that specific style of music that I'm trying to make today? Let me fit into that box and let me do it. That way I can't get disappointed at the end of the day if I have a banging pop tune. I can't get disappointed and say, man, I this sucks. I wish I was working on lo-fi. Like, that's, not, that's not what I sat down to do today. So the only person I have to blame there is, is me for sitting down and doing the wrong thing. That's, but that's, yeah, that's, that's so interesting because I feel like for me, like I came from this open sandbox of knowing like no quote unquote rules and stuff like that to now I'm like, okay, I'm making this genre. Uh, I got to do this. Can't really do that. And like, I, I don't know. I think that's what's going on is like, I'm sure trying to limit myself more than I really am limited. Yes. And the faster you do that, the faster you will progress. Because what I, I think we heard, especially in the latest um, track review stream is a lot of people, especially when you're a beginner. I, I, I was trying to think mm -hmm. about this. Joseph, I was talking to Joe about this and he said it very smart. Like if I go to, he was talking about playing hockey. If, if I'm going to learn to play hockey, I'm not going to go to the ice skating rink and say, I'm going to, there's no rules. I am going to make up my own way to play hockey. I am going to skate. Like, like I'm not going to pay attention to how anybody else is skating. I'm going to make up my own way to ice skate. I'm going to make up my own rules of the game and I'm going to do whatever. And it's like, that's fine if you're just going to the ice skating rink by yourself. But if you're right. going and you're playing a hockey game with other people, everybody's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? Exactly. So I don't know. There's this impulse in music, I guess, because it's like art, like because sometimes we think of it as a little bit too much like that stereotypical art in air quotes that like I'm going to learn music and I'm going to do literally whatever I want and I'm going to do it my own way because it's creative it's expression. And, you know, with peace and love, if you want to do that, you can do that and go hole up right, in your right. studio and don't release music to anybody. But when you start putting out music and asking people to listen to it and seeing if people enjoy it. It's like showing up to the hockey game and saying, like, I'm going to make up my own rules. I'm going to skate my own way and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. It's like, no, so right. like there's already rules. Like some of this is solved, like some of the basic foundations of rhythm and harmony and melody. Like that's all right. solved already. There's a common acceptance that these are, you know, standards. Right. right and of right, course, right. the way we progress is like break out of those standards and do other things. And, and mm -hmm. but it's always like. You notice like when genres evolve or when music evolves, like it's always within the confines of a genre plus this. It's like yes. these common things that we recognize plus a little something extra or without that that one element. Like it's always like one step removed. It's never just like get every ingredient in your kitchen, throw it in a mixing bowl and put it right, in the right, oven right. for 30 minutes, which I feel like is – that's so much of what we do as beginners, right? Because we're trying to yes. learn all the tools. So then we start using all the tools at once. And then you boil that down to a genre. 
And that's where I think I have grown the most is boiling it down to a genre and focusing and being very deliberate about what are the elements that make this genre. Sure, those are all great. What's the little Tatro secret ingredient that I can add to that, but within the confines of the genre. So people that are new can come in and listen to it and recognize it within that genre and have some familiarity. But then they can also get to know like what is the like Tatro secret ingredient, what makes it slightly different and not just stereotypical like clone music. So that's why right. I say like if you're feeling that way, like put more and more limitations on yourself, work in a specific genre, study like artists that you really love and make a rule set. Like I love this artist. These are the instruments they use. This is the typical strong song structure from one uh-huh. of their tracks. Like literally write down those rules and then make a track based on those rules. And then if something organically happens within that process, you're going to say, I'm going to break that rule or I'm going to add this instead of that. Great, do that, but work within the confines of those rules and you'll come out with something that is close to some some of the music that you love and you'll probably feel a little bit better about it. And at least recognize when you're what it is you're your your what what envelope you are pushing and what quote unquote rule you are breaking. Exactly. To where to cause it, I mean it then it it just kind of sounds like you know what you're doing. Like, oh, he did that on purpose. Right. So many people are breaking rules that they have no idea exist as rules. And no. when you break them all at the same time, if I break all the traffic laws at the same time, it's going to be a disaster. If I maybe just go 10 miles over the speed limit, it's not that serious, you know? You said that on one of the streams. It may have been a call-in show or something, but it was something like, you don't know enough to do all this like to to be avant-garde and like be the the leading different guy like you don't even know basic you know a from a b flat like all all this stuff like you know what i mean like some people do these things because they understand fully like what it is they're doing and what things are breaking and what like you know what i mean and it's just some some like me i'm 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 trying to do exactly what you're saying like i'm trying to uh, i'm trying to get learned you right. Know what I mean? Totally. You should go head so like, first into that because that, that will help so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's easier? This is the this is the problem. This is the trap that people fall into. Love that avant-garde stuff, that way out there stuff. Oh, that stuff that sounds crazy. But you know why people think that they love it and they want to do that? Is because they think it requires little skill. They think mm. it they think it's like easy to achieve. Like, oh, th- those people don't care about the rules so i'm just gonna oh, make music so right. where i don't care about the rules but what they don't understand is like no those people understand all the rules and are intentionally breaking them in ways that is cool you know like that makes well, sense you are so right dude it's like um people bring up cobain a lot and stuff and things he said about music and writing and stuff but the reality is that dude sat in a closet and played for hours and hours exactly. and hours. And like, I mean, that dude practiced a lot. His whole life he practiced, you know, guitar. And this is like, and, and then I'm going to move on to other callers, but this is a great first mm-hmm. call. So I really appreciate you uh, getting me off on this Absolutely. tangent. But I know that people are going to roll their eyes, but this is one of the reasons I love the K-pop industry. Because what happens in the American music industry is we have these people that are pop stars that are like the big artists that are American artists. And Mm -hmm. what the narrative that gets pushed is that, oh, this person got discovered. This person was just a good singer and got discovered. And then the record label signed them and now they're a big star. What what happens in the K-pop industry is like this this whole trainee system. And I'm not going to go explain it all here. But what it is, is like, okay, you're a 12 year old. You want to be a musician for the rest of your life. You're going to go to this special school where you go learn 
different languages, dancing, singing, how to play an instrument, and you're going to go to this really intense school until you debut as an artist, and you're going to put that work in. So it's not like this facade of like getting discovered or this facade of like, you know, lightning striking and being in the right place, right time. It's like, no, you go and you put the work in. So like people... More people need to think that because it's exactly what you said about Kurt Cobain. Like, for mm. some reason, we push this facade that, like, oh, some dude just playing guitar in a garage and, like, right. became famous. Like, no. Like, everybody you see that is in the limelight, that is on the big stage, put in a level of work that most of us cannot imagine. So that's why I think today's thing today's thing is so important. Like, it's not motivation. It's not like you they just wake up and they're these superhumans that wake up feeling motivated. It's like, no. They literally work. 12 to 18 hours a day at their craft and if you're sitting in your bedroom and you're feeling like you can't like sit down and make one beat today you're you're trying to compete on the same stage as these people that are putting in 12 to 18 hours a day right right and that's absolutely true man that everything he said there that that all kind of just brings it to a good end there So that is going to be it for today. A little bit of a longer call-in show clip today, but a lot of people ask these kinds of questions about motivation. So I hope you guys could take some value from that and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Before I go, I just want to remind everyone again, everything that's going on, Hayes Sample Pack, check out the perks of becoming a member, stream Tatro's music on Spotify, and also check out FaceX, Tatro's other music project where he has vocals on it. That's going to be it for today. This was Joseph from Team Tatro. I will talk to you guys in the live streams.